Have you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk Podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy it. And it's happening again, episode 25 of the Open Bar Talk podcast. It is a podcast dedicated to interviewing bartenders and the crazy shit that they have seen. I am your host, Jim Search. You can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. Uh, you can go on all social media, find me at Jim Search. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the show and reach us, you can do that. Uh, openbartalk at gmail.com. You know, shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Open Bar Talk on Instagram. Uh, I occasionally post a uh, crazy story from my fucked up bar days, and they are fun to read. So by all means, dive into that. Um, you know, we have a uh, pretty awesome uh, uh, episode coming at you. Uh, as you probably know from the last uh, legion of podcasts that have uh, been recorded, this is being recorded under a quarantine, which means that we are doing this remotely. But we're not going to let that stop us, okay? Uh, you know, I want to let you know that we are dedicated to bringing you crazy shit that uh, bartenders have seen. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, um, I would love to uh, introduce our guest. Uh, you know, I uh, did some did some research. Uh, very funny comedian. Uh, I will say that I did enjoy uh, I enjoyed some of your work. Uh, Kim Denaro, everybody, give it up for Kim. Hi. How you doing? How's it going? <laughs> oh man, you know, doing all right. Um, you know, as we uh, said a little bit off air, uh, you know, staying positive. And I'm not, nice. but not saying that I know like. Because my voice is kind of like a monotone, so it sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but I genuinely, like, I'm trying to, like, be positive and be upbeat about what's happening right now. You're doing that positive visualization and seeing seeing your future dreams come true, <laughs> meditating with candles. Hell yeah. I'm burning sage. I'm doing, oh, uh, nice. you know, I'm burning sage. I am uh, aligning my crystals. I'm getting my chakras in order. Um, positive vibes only. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if say, say Kim in a hypothetical world, uh, guests could come over. Right. Let's say someone was allowed to come to my home. They would only be able to bring positive vibes. So <laughs> perfect. Just... You're ready for the influencer life. <laughs> Yo, look, I would. That is good work if you can find it, man. Believe oh, me. For real. I want it so bad. Oh. No one has been. <laughs> <laughs> mm. You know, I will say and this is a little bit off topic, but whatever. Uh, don't matter. Uh, you know, that is kind of what is, um, I, I, I think it's great about like the, the newer generation. I think people give it shit, give them shit for it, but it's like, how are these people just making money for just saying that they like something? And it's like, well, did you, you didn't fucking think it up. So yeah. Also, it's just advertising. I mean, it's just a different way to get people to buy things. So it's not really, you know that crazy but it's great that you can just stay at home and be like this blanket's amazing and then someone will give you five thousand dollars to post it on your instagram like that's crazy it is and it is and what's crazy is is like it works (laughs) oh yeah it really works it's it's not so to me to think that and i saw i read somewhere right and they kind of did like the statistics on it but like beyonce could make a million dollars a tweet 
Like, wow. If, if she were to like just tweet having a Pepsi, Pepsi would pay her one million dollars to do it because that's nuts. Isn't it not like? And that also, I think, as again, we go totally off script. What the fuck ever? As uh, our show, we do what we want here. Um, that is kind of why, like, some people are like, money is not a real, like, money's not a real thing. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that, like, I mean, it is real, don't get me wrong. I mean, <laughs> I believe me, I'm not rich enough to be like, money's a concept. Oh, uh, like, that'd be great. It's I wish. A construct. Yeah, it's such a, you know, it's like, uh, it's like money's a social construct, but my landlord is real. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, he's a real person. But just like, the I like it's a belief like we believe in it because it's like do th- you mean to tell me that Beyonce could fucking tweet and make one million dollars? Meanwhile, the average person will never see that amount of money. Anyway, that is a different different thread. It's crazy, yeah, nuts, dude. It's not so. Uh, so anyway, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, thanks again for uh, coming through and uh, doing the show here. Um, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Um, you know, so again, this is, this show is about, uh, the wild world of bartending, which is on a bit of a hiatus here in New York. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we certainly, uh, love to hear of uh, the crazy stories, uh, that is involved in that world. So, uh, you know, tell, tell us a little bit about how you got into the world of bartending. Uh, the wonderful world of bartending. The magical um, world. Uh, <laughs> magical, fantastical, glamorous land. Um, I, got into it uh six years ago almost after I graduated from college and I was like I can't wait to graduate from college and immediately sell a bunch of screenplays that everybody will want (laughs) um I will rule Hollywood and be famous in six months and um that did not happen so what uh a good friend of mine who's also um a comedian we run a show together Sally Ann Hall Mm -hmm. She was working at a bar and, um, she was like, well, I can train you how to bartend. Well, first she was like, I'm going to train you how to do anything at a restaurant. So I started out hostessing and I was honestly just so bad at everything. Like I had had customer service jobs before, so I knew how to, you know, talk to people and compliment them or whatever to try and get them to buy stuff. But (laughs) yeah. The actual chaos of working in a restaurant, I was just so unprepared, unprepared for. And I was like 23 and it was just like, oh my God, it was such a shock to see all these people just doing cocaine all the time, and like <laughs> staying out until 6 a.m. every single night. And I was like going out after work, like we would get out at 4.30 and then it'd be like, time to run over to the bar across the street. And I'd be like, what? Even though I lived in the city, you know, for like five years already, I was still just like, these people are insane. Um, <laughs> this is fucking wild. <laughs> and How of course I loved it. I was like, wow, this is going to be my, forget Hollywood. <laughs> this um, is my I'm life. Here, Yeah. So, and I just gone through a breakup like that week. A guy I'd been dating for like three and a half years broke up with me. And so I just didn't, I was just such a mess for the first week I was working. I remember asking her how to get the water to come out of the water gun, like the tap water. (laughs) (laughs) And she so patiently had to explain to me that I had to press the button that says water. Yeah. Yeah. That is, you know. Uh, Yeah. That builds character. uh, For sure. uh, in, In asking that question. Uh, but you know, it's like, you, you know, when you, you go through those sort of breakups, it's just like you dive into 
a world to distance yourself. And hey, there's plenty of distractions in the world of bartending, right? Oh yes, for sure. So what? Uh, so tell us, you know, what was the first bar that you worked in? Like, what was it? Uh, what was the vibe of it? Yeah, so I've actually only worked at one bar. I've been at the same place for six years. Oh, okay. Um, which is kind of rare, I guess, for the service industry. Um, I had like some cafe jobs, uh, before, but in an actual like New York City nightlife place, it's open until four. This was uh, definitely the first, the first one. Mm -hmm. And so I started as a hostess and then I was a server and, um, I've been bartending for about four, four solid years there now. So got it. Got it. Yeah. So was it like, I mean, like, I know it was like a mess at first, but like, when did, like, was there a moment where you're like, okay, I think I get the groove of like what this is, like how to navigate this world? I would say once I started bartending, everything became more clear mm -hmm. um, because my boss at the time, when Sally Ann was working there, definitely Sally Ann was one of the first women that he let bartend. So it was always a very classic like cheers kind of place where it was like the guy bartends and then the women mm. cocktail serve and mm -hmm. don't let the women behind the bar, you know, they'll, they'll start a conspiracy or something they'll or just, overthrow the place. Yeah. They'll, they'll just put on makeup <laughs> the entire time. There's, exactly. How could they possibly uh, get a, get a drink to me? Cause they're too busy, you know, right. looking pretty. Like, <laughs> right. don't let the girls talk to too much together or something mm -hmm. will happen. Um, so, yeah, but when I was serving and I would get so frustrated with the guys, you know, they they were taking too long to get the tickets or, you know, they weren't making the drinks quickly enough. And I was like logging all these things and thinking like, oh, I could definitely do this. But the only motivation really was just that I wanted to make the server's life easier. So I was only thinking about it from the perspective of the cocktail server. OK, um, got it. Mm -hmm. And then once I started training to bartend, I was like, oh, my God, this is this comes so much easier to me just because it was such a, you know, when you're in the confined space of bartending, your tasks are all very visible. Whereas mm. when, when you're serving and it's such shit because people always think that waitresses have the easier job. They're like, oh, you're just running a thing from one place to another. But I would say after bartending, even if it's so slammed and I have so many tickets for the service station and the bar i still always think bartending is easier at least at the place i work than waitressing because it's just you go out into the sea of people and they all need something from you whereas i can hide behind my little my little safe wooden box well i'm you know bar short for barricade like, yeah exactly you know, that's like legitimate that's like the root word of his barricade um so, and, you know, and I think too, you know, just as a, uh, uh, I'm, I'm more on the consumption side than the production side of, uh, the bar world, uh, we'll say. <laughs> I'm more a consumer than a producer. Um, I would say from, again, from visual perspective that like, yeah, you know, if you have that sort of philosophy of just like, you know, everything is in, within arm's reach of what I need to do, right? Or yeah. within like ten feet down the bar, depending on bigger bars, of course, um, that you ha you do you don't have as much ground to cover than you do with uh with being a wait uh, uh being a server, which you know it, and it brings up an interesting point. And I we talked about uh, I talked about the last episode, um, but how like there's a we, there's this like power structure that exists in a restaurant or a bar that serves food, in that as a bartender you can 
tell anybody who's at the bar, get the fuck out. And that's the end of the discussion. Like, there is no, like, yeah. well, I didn't, it's like, I can stop serving you. That is the end of the story, right? Whereas if you are a server, that's not, like, the customer is always right. There's this, you know, there's this sort of, like, you are beholden to said uh, said customer. It's, uh, it's, it's a, you know, it's a philosophy we work through, but. Anyway. Yeah, it's, that's definitely something that is really hard to deal with, I think. Just, you know, when you're a server, because you look at the people, you look at the way that people are treating the bartender and it's just an immediate, something happens when you're watching someone make a drink and the customer just respects them so much more. And it's so, it's so weird and also frustrating. Yeah. Um, I, would I think as a woman, I definitely, I thought that the second I got behind the bar, I could like, I could drop the smile and I could be like, a, I'm a tough New York bartender and I'm just, I'm going to tell you what's up. Right. That is just so not what happened at all. <laughs> I was like, okay, so the men are allowed to say fuck off or get out or, you know, right. don't talk to me that way. But um, there's still such an expectation for women in the service industry to just constantly be smiling or like, especially at the place that I work, it has a lot of, most of our customers are men. I'll say that. And, um, sure, sure, sure. They, uh, they definitely expect me to like, you know, be someone who listens to them when their wife doesn't. So. Right. And it's like, um, it's, it's a, you know, just tip. All right. I don't know how to fix, uh, I don't know how to fix your infidelity, sir. Uh, I feel yeah, like I can't do it. Yeah. That's not, uh, I am not licensed. I am only, I only did my serve safe certification. Exactly. I did not, uh, I am not a licensed social worker, so I cannot help you work <laughs> through this. So anywho, um, so, you know, that, so that is kind of like your beginning, uh, uh, a story, right? The uh, genesis, if you will, of uh, your world in bartending. Uh, yeah. So, and, you know, and again, to your point, uh, I do think it's kind of, uh, I think this is, you're one of the first folks I've had on the show who's been at the same bar for the last six years. Like, you know, I mean, there is that sort of like revolving door of sort uh, in the industry of just, you know, you work somewhere for a year or two and then you're like, all right, oh, <laughs> I'm out. And then you go somewhere else, you know, so. Yeah. It is, uh, it is unique, I will say, uh, to hear, to hear that from you. So now with that being said, um, you know, you've been at this bar for six years. Uh, so what is some of like the crazier moments, uh, that you've seen where you were just like, I can't believe this shit is happening right now. Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely had a few. Um, I think that, so we do get a lot of bachelor parties because it's definitely like, uh, we get a lot of men and um, a lot of like Wall Street guys and stuff. Okay. A lot, a lot of bros. Um, oh boy! And and we had this one bachelor party that um, my boss asked me to come in. I had just started bartending. It was one of the first parties I had ever worked, and he asked me to come in really early because they had bought out the place, and it was like an afternoon party, which I already thought was kind of weird. But I was like, okay, bachelor party in the afternoon. I don't know. Maybe we're their first stop or something. Was this? Um, and this was um, like on the weekend. I'm assuming. I, it was so long ago. I don't remember. I remember it being weird. Like it was like a, yeah. it was like a Wednesday or Thursday or something strange. That is kind of weird. I think it's because our bar is like, it's really expensive to rent out for the weekend. So I'm assuming that they probably wanted to kind of cheap out. Um, 
And when I got there, like all the windows were boarded up and I was like, I'm going to die today. (laughs) (laughs) This is is how I die. Hollywood will not take me anymore because I'll be gone. And, um, I like got behind the bar and, you know, it was just a standard bachelor party at first. And then my boss comes over to me and he was like, Oh, just so you know, like there's going to be strippers. And I was like, okay, I'll definitely try and be, I'll try and be cool. Try and be cool. Sure. (laughs) Um, Sure. And then it, it turns out that like the strippers they were talking about, um, were like little people strippers. So already I was like, Oh God. Oh my Um, God. Are like, are they okay? Are these people being exploited? Like, and then I was like, that's what, that's a terrible thought. Oh God, maybe I should give, I didn't know what was going on, but I was stressed. And, um, they had like sombreros on and they were serving like chips and guacamole from their hats and stuff. What? Um, it was crazy. There was a man and a woman too. And so really they like, yeah, which okay. I thought was interesting. I was like equal opportunity. <laughs> and, uh, my boss like made a point. He was like, no matter what happens, like you can't let anyone throw them. Yeah. And I was like, Why? And I hadn't seen Wolf of Wall Street yet. So that, that to me is just like an insane thing to say. Like, right. <laughs> don't let the people at the party throw the people that they hired. I don't know. Which, you know, for the record, you know, you will not hear that at Walmart. You exactly. Well, actually, you might hear that at Walmart. I, I, I'll walk that as an example back. You won't hear that as an accountant, right? The, which right. is such a wild. I mean, this is why it's a wild world. So, so the only instruction is: do not let these people uh, throw these other people. Yes. Um, which I was like, oh god. And so I'm just trying to, you know, pretend that my life is fine and then I made all the right choices <laughs> <laughs> and just keep making them their vodka soda splash crayons. Yeah. Um, this which is, is always the standard, the standard drink of the, of the wall street crowd. And, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, the dancers start getting on top of the bar, which was a problem for my boss because sure. we have these like, antique overhead lights that are like art deco 20th style and he was like they're gonna knock into the lights and the lights are gonna break everywhere and he's like give me the eyes to try and make sure that i'm making like you know 60 wall street bros their vodka sodas while also like overseeing the little people <laughs> so he- on the on the bar so that they're not smashing the lights with their sombreros full of chips and i was like this is just this, so not how I thought my life would be. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't imagine. Again, I, I can't imagine you woke up that morning and was like, you know what? I know what's going to happen today. There's going to be little yeah. people on a bar and they're going to be dancing. Exactly. So and they were stripping like they were like. Yeah, they were stripping. Wow. Um, okay. I got a lap dance at one point because my boss was like, now it's time for you to get one. And I just hadn't like evolved the capacity to say no yet in, in the service industry. Right, right. I was like, oh, I'm sure I can just like, you know, say no at some point. But no, um, I just went along with it, which was fine because the guy was nice. And um, then I went back behind the bar and the woman was still dancing on on top of the bar. And my boss is freaking out about the lights. And so then she jumped off and stuck her landing which was great good so there was safe. no injuries safe um but then my boss was all worried that like 
I didn't catch her about to fall. And I, like, I was supposed to have anticipated that she was going to leap off the bar and that there could have been, like, some lawsuit or something if she was injured. Right. So he's, like, yelling at me in the back about how I didn't, like, anticipate her fall. And he's like, I told you to catch the little people as they were leaping off the bar. And I just remember thinking, like, to be fair, you only told me not to throw them. Rule. <laughs> 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 How how can you punish me for something that we did not discuss? Exactly. How am I being uh, talked down to for this uh, for this for this work here? Doesn't make any sense. Holy shit! And you know what's and what's crazy about that too, right? Is like I can't like well what all right here's before I get into what's I mean there's so many different crazy directions about it, uh, but I guess the question that has just popped into my head was just like. Did they know? Was there any was there any surprise or shock that these were little people coming to strip? Or like, was it a surprise, or were they just like, you know, it'd be great. Let's get little people to do this. I one of them was like, oh, isn't this hilarious? Because they were half the price. Oh Jesus, man! And I was like, oh no. Oh boy. <laughs> You really, and he, and I, you know, and I can, you know, I have a mental image. I've seen enough bros. I know their vibes. Yeah. I'm fully certain that in all of the, like, white dude confidence thought that was the funniest shit he had ever thought of. And was the funniest thing that was ever said. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. he'll never know it wasn't because my job <laughs> is to fake laugh at him. Sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, he, and I'm willing to bet, and obviously, uh, don't know the dude, but know him well enough that like, whatever, 10 years from now, he's gonna be like, Hey man, remember that, remember that bachelor party? Remember, when, remember, remember that joke? Remember, remember when I said they were half the price? Remember that shit? That's just hilarious. <laughs> that's the best thing that's ever happened to him. Oh yeah. Oh, that, that that's a high watermark uh, in terms of witticism. That is, that yeah. is, that's gonna rock for him. So, so they're, so they're at the, so they're dancing, right? Now, like, what is their energy? Like, are they with this? Like, do they have the enthusiasm to be there? Like, what's their, what's their sort of story? Yeah, they were definitely leading the party. They were, they were doing their job as hosts of making everyone feel like having a good time in the middle of the day at this mm-hmm. boarded up bar. Wow, man. Um, so. That is, so, yeah. that is so nuts, man. Oh, Jesus. So now after, so like how, well, first of all, I mean, was this two hours, an hour? Like what was the timeline of this? It could have been anywhere between a half hour and seven days. Like I I aged 40 years in the time that the bachelor party went down. The stress level Uh, aged you uh, remarkably. uh, I remember at one point, one of them like grabbed a bottle of our well tequila and was just like pouring the bottle like into a line of the guy's mouth. Oh, and I was like, man. this is so, this is chaos. <laughs> this is devolved. It, it is, it is devolved, like it is devolved into an absolute shit show. You know yeah. I mean? I mean, there's no way that it didn't, right? There's no way that we could have genuinely thought this was going to go uh, a little bit uh, on the up and up. But I just I remember my boss, too, was like so nervous that our regular customers were going to see what was going on and then like judge him for hosting a party like that. So we opened at four forty five and the party had to like 
be over at exactly like everyone had to be out at 4:30 so that there wouldn't be any crossover. Yeah, and then, okay. of course, that doesn't happen, right? I mean, how are you going to get them all out when they're hammered and they're having the time of their lives? So there was like some weird like hiding and like <laughs> I remember he was like you have to make sure that they all leave and that our regulars don't see any of this and I was like who ca-? they're not going to care also but you know how like owners are so it was just- Yeah there's a uh there's a uh uh, uh what do I want to say uh there's a reputation to maintain Definitely uh, of, of said of said of said regal establishment, right? They don't want to be sure. known, they don't want to be known as the as the little people brothel. That's not right. That's not that's not the vibe that they're after. I can imagine. Oh my god! And well, did uh, I mean did they tip well? Hopefully, um, they're Wall Street. I'm hoping that they uh, came out of pocket for you. I honestly have no have no memory because i was so new and mm, okay it was one of those events where like you know you don't get paid that day it was like he would figure out the money and then we would get paid like with our regular paychecks like in a cash envelope or something mm-hmm. shady like that sure 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 yeah and it was definitely the time where i was so new that i was never i was always afraid of like asking for money even though i was owed the money you earned worked. the money yeah right yeah, but I was like, oh, I don't want to seem like you know greedy by asking. I don't know for money. I, that's my money. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I get it, man. I mean, that is. I I think there is that sort of like even like when it comes to like art, right? And like when you do it, you you do your craft. You're just like, do I ask to be paid for this thing that it, that oh, should yeah. be compensated for? And you know, it's like even and I think it also kind of comes in line with like. Uh, being in the service industry, right, of, like, there not being any sort of, like, regulation or, like, you know, if you're paid under the table, it's like, how do I negotiate this? Because there's no way that I can be like, all right, I worked four hours, you know, like, I get it. Totally. There's, like, no, there's so little rules. It's honestly so insane that I've done this job for six years and I have no idea like how other jobs work as far as like, <laughs> so I was like oh I got a paid vacation I was like that's not real that's what do you mean paid vacation you mean I can leave and still I do not have to work and you will pay me for the day that's crazy you lose money don't you sir miss how does this <laughs> yeah, I don't understand exactly so, man, so that was, so that was the, uh, the, uh, little people's, uh, the little people stripping extravaganza. We'll call it an extravaganza. Yes, it was definitely an extravaganza. <laughs> uh, now, what, is there, was there any other of the, uh, moments? I mean, I feel like that's kind of like the, maybe that's the high water. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, was there another situation where like, holy shit, this is, this is my life. We're having this other event. Uh, yeah. I mean, I did have, so that was, the little people event was in my, my early days of bartending. I had mm-hmm. something pretty recently happen before, you know, bars shut down forever. Um, right. And I walked in, we started opening during the daytime, which is, which has been a strange experiment because we're a very night place. Um, mm-hmm. And the daytime bartender was pretty new. And so she didn't really, she was kind of nervous of breaking any rules. Um, and so when I came over to like change the shift, there was this woman sitting at the bar and she was like, pretty much fully naked like whoa she had had, like a bikini top on that i guess could have been passed off as like a a bra top like some kind of cool you know (laughs) fashion model top that was basically not a top at all right Um, right 
But what you couldn't see because she was sitting on the stool and I saw when I walk in was that she had bikini bottoms and then like a um, like a plastic see-through skirt. So she was really just <laughs> just ass out. Like, oh, my God, long bikini with this clear. I was like, first of all, why did you let her in wearing that? Like, that, <laughs> yeah. that should have been the red flag. She was like, can you believe that this girl won't pay her tab? I'm like, yes. Yes, yes yeah, I can. I absolutely can. I t- you can see she doesn't have any money. Where- she clearly has no pockets. She, she has, has no, no pockets. Purse. Where does she keep the money? And even if we didn't want to do a whole, like, uh, we don't want to get, like, a discrimination lawsuit or something for, like, not letting her wear certain clothes or, I don't know, whatever, you know, she could try to sue. She also had a dog with her that, you know, we can't allow dogs in. So there's yeah. two reasons why she couldn't, why she shouldn't have been let in. Yeah. But, of course, because this bartender's new, she serves her two McAllen 25s. God damn. I was like, no, this is like training 101. Like, don't. And she didn't take a, ta- a card, so we didn't have any way to run a tab. So she just was sitting there, basically drinking for free, like a $300 drink. Um, as to- a crazy person, right? Like, yeah. as a visibly crazy, like, that is. I will pass judgment on this, given the visual that you painted here. Like, this is not a stable human being. Absolutely not. Like, I came up to her and without even saying anything, she was like, do you want to come to a pool party with me? <laughs> I was like, I mean, yeah, pool party does sound better than working the shift right now. But with you, I'm good. I'm going to stay here. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know if that's code for anything. I feel exactly. Like... A murder. Yeah. Like, do you want me to drive a car away from a homicide? Because that sounds <laughs> like, because I don't understand you. <laughs> I'm For having, real. I'm having a hard time grasping this. Now, all right. Well, I guess, like, although, like, in some respect, at least there is some reason why we are dressed like this, right? Yes. Uh, he was know, going to a pool party. So that it makes a little bit of sense. But. but what also does not quite add up is, like, wouldn't you have something over this outfit and then probably take that off? before you got there yeah that would be that would be the ideal but um no she was just free flying all all around manhattan just yeah <laughs> let, let she wanted letting her freak flag fly man that's fucking crazy yep. so how and i kept go ahead go ahead i kept saying like you know if you don't pay your tab i'm gonna have to call the police and she kept saying oh go ahead the police and i are very close <laughs> Oh, so you, you know, you run the city? Is that, is that my understanding here? Exactly. You're... And we did call the police. <laughs> oh my God. But you know, it's like, it's such a low priority when we're like, some crazy person won't pay their tab. So by the time that she actually waited for them, she's like, I'll wait for them to show up. Oh, because... wow. That's, that, that Which is. Which was so weird. <laughs> That's very confident also, by I the know. way. That's incredibly confident to, uh, to want to, to want to wait for that. So, so she waited and she waited, but it was still too long and they, you know, they weren't there yet. So she left and she was like, I have a very wealthy husband. My wealthy husband is going to pay for this tab. Trust me. Oh, okay. And we were all like, Oh God, she's cool. crazy. We're never going to see this money again. Um, the police showed up. We were like, I don't know. She's a naked girl walking around. Like it can't be that hard to find. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is, this is, this, this should be an open and shut case guys. Yeah, uh, exactly. I feel like unless there, I mean, 
I guess it depends on how long it took for them to get there. Because if it's like two hours, it's like, all right, she is gone with the wind. You are not finding this woman. However, if you, you know, if we got about a 10 minute window, it's like, yeah, there's a fucking naked person who drank $300 worth of alcohol walking the streets. Yeah. It's also like, there are so many pool, like rooftop pools in that neighborhood that I'm just like, all you have to do is check out like the fanciest hotel pool. And I guarantee she will be there trying to pull this exact same stunt with her dog and no clothes on. Now, I mean, let me add, like, was, cause I have a mental image. Like, was this an attractive woman, not attractive? Woman? Like, where did, where would we fall on that? Like, she was definitely pretty enough where every single guy that was working there didn't know how to deal with her. And the second I walked in, I was like, all right, what's going on? All right. I'm paying her tab. I'm calling the cops. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I get, so we, we, we understand her angle, right? Yes. Now, okay. <laughs> now this is coming together, right? I have a wealthy husband. Okay. Maybe who knows? Doubtful. Uh, <laughs> I just, I mean, husband is a very strong word to use uh, in this sort of situation. For sure. You know what I mean? Uh, but we'll, uh, We'll, we'll let that, we'll let that one slide, right? Well, you know, it, uh, the city takes all kinds, right? Truly. Holy shit, man. That's <laughs> fucking nuts. Well, yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you for, uh, for bringing, uh, bringing these tales to, to life <laughs> of here. Of course. This is, that's fucking insane. Uh, and God bless you for being part of that, uh, uh, crowd control i guess oh yeah words just chaos <laughs> so now uh we'll get into our uh our next segment which is uh questions for our guest right now these are five questions that we ask each of our guests about the world of bartending so okay here we go question number one what is the biggest misconception people have about being a bartender um that it's fun <laughs> 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 that you slide into a pool of beer and then get out and fucking go sell drinks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That it's a party. Right. I mean, believe me. Uh, yeah. I, I have I would say respect for the, the craft. That's something the worst part is when people are like, oh, so what else do you do? Because it implies that it's not a job. And then I'm just like having a really good time here you know, every weekend, just, just, this is my fun time. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. uh, no, it's hard. It's hard. And my feet hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hurt, I hurt today. So yeah. please, uh, please, uh, uh, cut me some slack. All right. Uh, question two, uh, what is the biggest tip you've ever received? Oh, damn. Um, like me personally or like yeah. on a party. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's, there's this guy that used to come in who would give everyone who was working a hundred dollars in cash. Oh, wow. Which was really nice. And there was one night where he gave me three, which was great. <laughs> um, cause I got $300 bills, but I think the most that I ever got was, um, from this guy who I can't believe I didn't think of this when I was like weird stories. There's this guy who has like a foot fetish who comes into our bar oh. and he <laughs> and he only comes in about twice a year and he'll buy like, you know, your socks or your shoes. Holy shit. And he offered one of our servers $900 for her tights that she was wearing. Oh my God. Um, and I didn't have anything to sell. <laughs> the one day but I did, I did get, um, I think it was like $600 cash just from him that one night. Jesus. That is, Hey man, 
<laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a two for one. It's not only a wild story, but also the biggest tip. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. Um, now, all right, question number three. Uh, what is your one pet peeve of a customer? What is the one thing that you're like, you know what? Don't do that ever again, please. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> um, I, uh, it's so hard because I don't know how to say this without sounding like a real asshole because I know that like part of bar conversation is when you're, you know, trying to be like, oh, getting to know the bartender if you're alone and stuff. But I do hate when someone will just be like staring at me and there's no natural lull or like. Sure. Right, 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 right. And then it's like, so where are you from? And what else do you do? And it's like, I'll talk to you about liquor all day. I'll talk to you about drinking or bars or the city or anything. But when it's just such general, like personal questions about my life, I, I find it weird that you're like owed, you know, whether or not I have a boyfriend or where I went to college or my parents, what they do. Like, it's very weird that people think that those are okay that- questions to ask just because someone's making you a drink. It's like, I feel like, yeah, no, I totally understand why, A, that's also weird, but B, why someone would be like, all right, well, why the fuck do you want to know that? It's like, if you want to talk, like, whatever, current events, shit in the news. Yeah, totally. Surface level, fine, right? But, like, personal, on the first time that you've, like, met said bartender, it's like, all right, that's fucking weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you, like, I could see, like, if you're going to a bar for a minute or so, like, you know, a couple visits, and then you get to know a bartender, and you're like, hey, it's a regular, then you talk about it, right? But, like, first first exchange, no way. Fuck that. Inappropriate. So, folks out there, when these bars open, just fucking get your drinks and go. Don't. Exactly. (laughs) Don't. Let's not do this. All right. So, question number four. Uh, If you owned a bar, what would you name it? Oh, um, I'd call it "Don't be a dick." <laughs> DBAD. Yeah, for sure. Don't be a dick. I uh, I like that, and uh, you know, it does have it kind of rolls off the tongue in so many different ways. Uh, <laughs> I had to take that joke; it was waiting. Now, question number five: What is your favorite drink to have? Um. I'm I'm a pretty classic tequila girl. I like tequila shots and I like margaritas with just lime, fresh lime and triple sack, no sugar. All right, yo, look straight to the point. I got respect for that. I've uh, I've been on a little tequila binge myself, uh, so I got I got some respect for that. And yeah, I'm trying to do a little homemade margarita stuff here. So I uh, I got you know, tequila respects tequila. That's what I'm trying to say here. Hell yeah. Um, so, all right. So those are our five questions for our guests. Thank you. Thank you for uh, also giving Thank us you. a wild story within one, uh, an embedded <laughs> wild story. That's perfect. So now our final segment, which is what were you drinking, right? Now, this is part of the show where I go into my Facebook timeline and I find some of my messier posts that someone has put up. And we can only <laughs> assume that they have been drinking. And it's up to you as a bartender to figure out what they were drinking. So, All right. I will read it for you. <clears throat> Please give me till Tuesday afternoon to call everyone when things get buttoned up at the house with the authorities. I love you all <laughs> dearly. This is a this is a real post. I did not make this up. Wow. <laughs> buttoned up. I like yep. that. When um, things get buttoned up at my house with the authorities. 
that's an interesting one because I usually think that whenever people make any kind of like crazy decision, it's something ridiculous, like a Long Island iced tea. But mm-hmm. this one makes me think that it's some kind of like closure, like where you get drunk enough, where you're just like sending everything out and you're like, I'm out of here. I'm right. shipping off. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, whiskey, straight whiskey, mm, straight whis- whiskey neat. Yeah. Cause that'll make you, that'll make you real sentimental and want to leave. <laughs> yeah. That'll be very definitive as well. Uh, a lot of, a <laughs> lot of periods have been, uh, put at the end of sentences with, uh, with a, with a nice, neat whiskey. Yes. Um, so very insightful, Kim. Very insightful. I like, Thank I like you. the direction you went with that. Um, <laughs> so that'll, so that'll do it for us. Uh, you know, that is, uh, another great episode of, uh, Open Bar Talk podcast. Uh, you know, again, if you want to find the show, uh, Open Bar Talk at gmail.com uh, open bar talk on instagram if you want to download the show itunes stitcher spotify iHeartRadio. uh rate and review and subscribe uh is there uh, anything you want to uh, plug before you get out of here kim um follow me on twitter it's kimber din kimber din um yep. so yes please go follow her very funny uh and again these are uh that was, those are some fucking wild stories i must admit um <laughs> So, you know, again, we want to thank you for coming through. Uh, and for all y'all that listen out there, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, and of course, support your bars and your bartenders. This is a tough time and everybody needs to band together for it. Um, so yes. please do that. Um, uh, make sure you put a water between each drink and, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.